Optional side quest. Five minutes, they're gonna hear that and stop listening. No one listens anyway. <laughs> finish the intro, otherwise they'll be stuck in a loop forever. <laughs> you were called you optional, can't go to sleep. optional, optional, optional side quest episode thirty six. Oh, well, if you haven't seen episodes in between, that's your problem, not ours. There, there are a lot of spoilers in earlier episodes, though, so you should probably avoid those. I don't know. Um, this is optional side quest. Sure it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> of course it is. Well, no one else is doing it. Yeah. Uh, what is this? What, is this a can't believe you made me watched, or is this a um, I can't believe you haven't seen? I guess this is a I can't believe you haven't seen. We haven't seen it. We I haven't seen it. I can't believe we don't know what which it is. category this <laughs> falls into. Well, we don't know. We haven't seen it yet. This exactly. is a film that I can't believe that we have seen or not seen. <laughs> yes. Shrewdness sure film. Mm. I can believe that it's not Butter, though. Okay. Mm. But I can also believe it's the film The Giver, which is... Completely unknown to Vicky and myself. You didn't have to study it as a kid in nope. school? Oh. It's about a tree who gives too much and. That's the giving tree. It's yeah. not a tree that is we're giving. Watch- we're watching the giver tree. I don't know how they turned it Almost into a two hour year. film. No, it's a new film. Oh, it's a new film. Oh. This film gets a six and a half on IMDb and a It's 30... got Taylor Swift in it? Yeah. Oh, this oh, okay. Is... It's gonna be interesting. This boat okay. as well. Okay, so yeah. who else does it have in it? You really didn't even look this up. No, no literally have yeah. never heard of this film before. So look at the top name: Jeff Bridges. Jeff Ac- Bridges, Academy Award Meryl winner. Street. Jeff Bridges, Meryl, Meryl Streep, Brendan Thwaites. Yeah, you're out of your league. Uh, <laughs> and then Skarsgård, who's just the poor man's version of um, Stellan Skarsgård. God! It's just the poor man's version. They didn't make him to be inferior. <laughs> it's like those new versions. I feel like he's st- Skarsgård light. He's, he's a reboot of Skarsgård. Yeah. Uh, it's got Katie Holmes and Taylor Swift looking vacant. Uh, so, just looking at the cover, this looks like a teen drama. This, it, it has the adults no, looking very apprehensive. No, this this is a philosophical journey into the centre of being. You can tell because there's young people, but there's also old people in the background. Doesn't Jeff Bridges um, look angry? Like, he looks angry. Are the old people the older version of the young people? You'll find out. <laughs> they have the same jawline. That's because he has a beard. No, what it is is that they inserted Jeff Bridges into those people and then he's speaking from inside. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes sense. Being Jeff Bridges. Are you saying Jeff Bridges is your cornerstone of acting talent? <laughs> In this group. So and really except Meryl Streep. <laughs> so I wouldn't have seen this even if I knew it existed. Based yeah. on this poster alone, I would yeah. have dry heaved slightly. <laughs> then we have given you this opportunity. <laughs> I really wanted to see it, but I missed the um, when it was in the movies. And I like I told it, told Tristan that I really, really, really want to see it, and we didn't go see it. Okay, so we should probably watch it. So this is the intro we do do. Show it. Yeah, we we haven't. So no spoilers. So Actually, we're leave this for a couple of hours. This will probably be the only film I've seen I it, can remember that I didn't know a single thing about. Scroll up. Into it. Scroll up. Scroll up. 
It has the apple. Fuck off, it's not the giving tree. Let's do this. It says Jonas. I don't know why... This is the other options for the images. And Taylor Swift. So, anyway. Stop looking at pictures, Tristan. It's sort of bad medium for podcasts. Um, With the byline, search for truth, find freedom. Or because they have no punctuation, search for truth, find freedom. (laughs) So, this is a story of one man searching for grammar. <laughs> I believe they actually missed out on either. It's find freedom. They were searching for truth and they got find freedom. Yeah, fine. It's fine freedom. Yeah. Not great. It's just fine. No, they, they've been find freedom. They get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, on that, the basic structure of this podcast, if you call it a structure, is we now sit and watch the film. And we have no idea. We have no idea. And about half a second from when we press pause. We will then start talking slightly tighter because it's now an hour and a half later about what we thought of the film. So, uh, so if you could all kindly get lost for an hour and a half, <laughs> we'll yeah, go just watch the film. Yeah, we're just going to let this run for the full hour and a half. Yeah. Uh-huh. You should yeah, sit yeah, there staring like, like at a blank screen, waiting patiently for us to return. <laughs> that one. Maybe you should go and watch it too because yeah. I'm sure none of you saw it either. <laughs> oh, that didn't pan out. And we're back. What is... Part two. Part two. Moments for you. An hour and a half for us. <laughs> it's like time travel into the past future. Future. <laughs> so... Off the, off the top of my head. Yep. Off the bat. Yep. I reckon I probably would have needed to have read the novel because I reckon a lot of it was glossed over. I do feel that it suffered potentially... What most books suffer when they get turned into films, which is you only get ten out of the thousand pages shown. Like the apple scene was a huge thing. Like you've seen red the first time, and that's where it's ooh red. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> it's an apple. Ooh, it, it seems to be. I reckon there are studio executives at the moment just trawling school libraries. Kids, yeah, kids' books. Kids, uh, yeah, teenage, teenage films. It was definitely exactly the film I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, that being said didn't hate it. No. Uh, I wouldn't have paid money to see it, though. No. Yeah. No, well, of course, we, we got yeah, this under I'm, totally legitimate I, circumstances. I mean, I mean, pay money as in movie ticket prices, yeah. like $20 a ticket. No. So, Sharita, how did you feel it stood up to a rewatch? How many times have you seen it? I've seen it once. Yep. It was the first time, because I was like, oh, look, at this is the book again in the book. I barely remember the book. Because you were a fan of the book, though. Yeah, but at I school. did it at school, so yep. like, I don't remember it. Um, yeah, they missed a lot of things, and it wasn't quite, a, for me, having read the book, I was like, oh yeah, they're kind of, it's good, and they've kind of done that quickly, and they've done that quickly, but I get it, I get it, I get it. So like the Harry Potter... I don't know Pot- you guys understand, and what you, Tristan said he liked it when we watched it the first time. Yeah. It wasn't that complex. Mm. It wasn't sort of a, it was, it was no, um, usual suspects. No, it was, it wasn't one, I don't think that if you watch, you rewatch, you'd go, oh, I missed that the first time. Unless, of course, he dies in the snow at the end. That's the thing. When you actually read about it, it's when I read it as a book, I imagined him dying in the snow, and that was all imagination, like getting to the house, the toboggan. That was just imagination. That was his hope. Yeah, yeah and, and that... it doesn't go back to them finding. You never know if they find their views again, their memories. Yeah. So it cuts at him. He gets to, he sees the toboggan, hears the music from the house. Yeah. And that's the end of the book. See that to me. It would be a much better ending to this because the ending would be, oh fuck, did he die? Did, did he, he live? die? Did he come back? Did the memory—you don't even know if the memories get back to the town. So there's a bit on. Um, 
So that's how I read it when the first time I read it, but then the, the people who I believe... A spoiler warning, by the way. Yeah, totally. Um, no one saw this film. Apparently it wasn't necessarily a dream, which is what I thought it was. Other people said the baby gave him the view, or gave either the baby gives him the thoughts to carry yeah. on, or the baby gives him the imagination of the the tower, the, sorry, the, the, the house playing the music and the... And the um, so is the baby leeching the memories so off the parasite? So either the baby... Is the thing, either he imagines it, the baby imagines it, the baby helps him along, or, or he actually gets there and saves the town. The baby's absorbing his consciousness and is about to become fully self-aware. Oh, or he's okay. still in that first dream sequence. No, I don't think no, he will From when he's yeah. just touched Jeff Bridges. Now, <laughs> that's what happens when people touch Jeff Bridges. <laughs> the two older actors I felt really held this film. Mm. Meryl Streep is Meryl Streep. You can't fault her. Uh, Jeff Bridges, I thought, did a fantastic job seeing he's not actually a very good actor. And stuff you, Katie Holmes. <laughs> oh, Katie, okay, I whispered to Vicky during the film, Katie Holmes is getting better at acting. She is, actually. She's no, she's out of the Pardon? That was the one who was in there for five minutes? No, it was the mother. Oh, okay. Katie Holmes, who is now being relegated to the mother role now. I feel she seemed too young for the family. I'm sure she would love to hear you say that. <laughs> um, she, she is actually getting better. She was okay in that. Yeah. And her complete lack of facial expression actually suited the emotional <laughs> it, re- it really did. It comes up well in black and white. Yeah, she, she photographs well in black and, and white, white, yes. Yeah. Um, so does Jeff Bridges. I, I think it, it continues the usual um, young adult dystopian novels, and it's like, it, in in the way that it sort of introduces them to the concepts that will come up in um, Brave New World or 1984 or The Handmaiden's Tale. But I, at least in the film version, I don't know the novel probably goes delves into it um, better. Logan's Run, for instance, is another one that. They genuinely feel dystopic. Like this is a, it, yeah. it is set up as a utopian society, but you look and you go, "Is it dystopic?" Uh, look, it's inconvenient looking at it from our perspective. But the fact that the people don't go around murdering each other because at one point when the emotions enter back into people, my only thought was. And the murder rate has just spiked, and everything's so. I I see the dystopia coming with the emotions. I don't see what it is at that point moment a dystopian yeah, they, reality. They didn't explore the idea that there was a lack of art or a lack of written. There was the concept there was the lack of music. Yep. But they didn't really explore the idea because I could see it. And I'm sure the book probably does this better, and I think that'll be the theme of this podcast. <laughs> is that. Um, there was a film called Existence or something that was, again, not very good. Same sort of concept. But it had the idea of um, there was no art in the world. There was no... All the buildings were Soviet-era, grey, utilitarian, concrete buildings. What's wrong with that? They were perfectly functional. But you didn't get the idea of why he was bringing this emotion back in. Yeah. Apart from that he was an emotional teenager. Well, yep. These films, and I haven't seen The Hunger Games, but I've seen the trailers and I get the point. They're fun. Is, well, they're always fun, but the idea the is that runner. this is good. the concept of a, a youth. The newest Hunger Games. Was that so? Yeah, the newest Hunger Games. Was yeah, just, was we did boring. the podcast on that and we were angered by it. Mm-hmm. Just, did we? Yeah, we did. Oh, okay. 
Oh, we talk, when we talk about when we're being entertained by. Yeah. But it is it is this idea, and I'm sure because we're 30-ish or getting there or just past 30, we don't remember this idea of, no, I know so much about the world that the rest of you don't understand. I am special in my own special little way. The, I, I, I'm learning knowledge about the world that no one else could possibly know. Yeah, I guess if they're living in a society without want for anything at any time where everything they could ever need is provided to them but they don't understand things like loss and death, seems pretty innocent. Seems almost like a utopia, maybe. Mm. Well, I think, I think the point is that they didn't make this dystopia dystopic enough. Mm. Yeah. I don't, I, when it's, when it, as you said, you don't feel that they're lacking, you notice that they don't have any focus on the art, but watching it, you're going, is that just the director not focusing on art, or do they not have any art? Because it's not mentioned but there's, until there's, they start playing the piano, that's that, very, there's, that there's no music, and you go, oh yeah, there's I'll architecture, work. and there's yeah. Yeah. the buildings, and there's the shape of some of the gardens, and, so, and yeah, the, as if though there is some artistic tendency happening. So th- there seems to be almost like a disconnect between, oh, this place is terrible because it doesn't allow us to express our emotions versus, but there's inklings of creativity, which I'd be interested in finding out why was that design chosen for that garden? Like, it doesn't yeah. have to be everything straight and up. Again, again, difficult in a film. Um, and also that sounds like camera. <laughs> yeah, uh, it really did like need camera. to be pretty much the Soviet era concrete buildings and... Like a but that wouldn't look pretty and perfect. I think the idea is it was meant to be perfect. Yeah, but you also need to before. feel that this was wrong. And what, what? If I was to do it, and of course I'm a famous director. Um, yeah, but those those houses, for instance, looked like estates that we're currently building. But I think <laughs> you needed them to progress in the film from his perspective, from looking quite pretty and nice to as he's learning more. You needed them to become uglier. You need them to become more oppressive. You need them to become more, um, or even same, like more identical, because it just felt the only thing too much. He was escaping a beautiful, pristine. It did. It didn't feel sameish enough for it to be oppressive, because the different scenes were were filmed in. There was a lot of outdoors. There, there wasn't the feeling of oppression because there was a lot of space. Yes. So it, there was a lot of we're in the garden. Or we're out in the open as we're travelling towards the giver's residence. Mm. Or here are the trees. We're riding along the bike path that is. it looks as if though it's out in a forest somewhere. So you've got the feeling that they can go and do things. So it's the... The only limitation is really their mind. There are only two points where it really even began to feel, feel oppressive, and that was firstly when he was getting chased by their so-called police force. Mm-hmm. Which made no sense they had a police yeah, force. Yeah, and he was going down what looked like very tight passages with trees on either side, and it was very dark. Yeah. And then the point in the film when everybody stopped wearing white and started wearing black and looking like fascists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there was a police... I remember it being secretive when he went away, and I'm not sure if he was chased in the book. Yeah. It may have been that way. Like did they mention the books thing. when people put on sinister leather jackets? And yeah. No, no, did they, that... I don't know if there was an army. Like I don't know if there was an army force. I may be wrong. I don't but know. it was probably they just probably they referred to, to them that... as. Well, I it actually may, think they, they... sped it up for the book because I remember him sneaking off with the kid. Yeah. Quietly, but I don't remember it being 
chase thing. They, they also never really explain why they're drone pilots. So I yeah, feel I don't remember that. I feel there are bits that are. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, there was that entire scene that just stood out. Was the scene where he's being chased. Like the rest of the film is actually quite interesting. It's about a young man's uh, quest for knowledge, and that knowledge would quote unquote set him free. Um, why are the trees green? Which trees? Which is generally the trees. The ones they make. The, the ones trees. that they make. Yeah. That they no, yeah. no, you do raise a very good point. Why is the colour of their clothes blue? Different. How does that guy know that babies have fucking veins if he can't see anyone's fucking veins because they are dogs? They are colourblind fucking dogs. Everything would be the exact same colour. So I can see red! No, this is why I kept stabbing the child in the head with the needle. <laughs> I can see red on apples and apples only because everything else is the easiest colour to produce. Yeah. Well, I think if he'd started with green, it would have been a very weird looking film if that had been his first colour or purple. But yeah, I think. I think looking at. Because Philip Noyce, I remember, and I'm kind of. Who was Philip Noyce? The director. Okay, cool. He's um, Australian. An Australian oh, director. Oh, that explains it. And the, I'm thinking, I've seen films from his. Of course we've seen films from his. We've seen Robert Proof Fence, The Quiet American, The Bone Collector, The Saint, Clear and Present Danger, Patriot Games, Dead Calm. Yeah, okay. So, I'm all Patriot Games against. It'll be good. Okay. That's, I'm not sure what that falls into either. Let's watch Patriot Games again now. And do a podcast. How many, how many, how many um, towns do you think there was? Uh, I got the feeling that there were multiple of them. Mm-hmm. That they and were kept in isolation. And she's, is, is, how many does she go to, the main lady? Yeah. Because she's like, I say that to every town. Yeah. And then she spends the entirety of the film in this town. Yeah. The other idea is that this is a town. The other idea I was going to say was this was a town. And. It's a town set up to be perfect, and everywhere else is normal. But oh, okay. just this one town, for some reason, is set up like this, and all the rest of the world. Well, that is, makes sense because she seems normal. to understand all the concepts that the giver does. Yeah. yeah. But she has a very different take on it. Yeah. So maybe he's the one who lives there full time, who understands all of these things, and she just comes and goes. So do you care? Is it's, this just a badly a made, like, good film? If this yeah. is the book the was interesting and it was slower and it went care. into the yeah. colour thing more often. It was, yeah, the book was a lot slower and I had a lot more time to get into it. And I read it as a kid, so I don't know. No, I, I do feel this I is a film that has been punished for the era it's being made. Oh, so yeah. it's, it's definitely been made, made into a teenage film. It's been like made into... Hunger Games. It's Twilight. a film aimed at teens, explicitly at teens, because yep. you think, oh, what can we learn from these themes? And the answer is nothing. What What would be if we had no emotions and we had no... And it sounds very, oh, that's that's interesting. And and if you look at it and don't really think about it, then it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's very thoughtful and it's really deep. And it if is. you look at it with any clarity, you're like, no, that's that's just dumb. It's teenage that's, philosophy. Yeah, no, it's teenage it's, philosophy. I, I think it's been done much better by other... I don't know whether you films agree? have done it better. I know Equilibrium. I haven't read... The book, yeah, so I, because the book, there was more stabbing and shooting. No, the book probably does it really well, but I reckon giving teenagers nineteen eighty four to read mm. 
it would do a hell of a lot better than handing them a book like this. I'd like to give them Mulroy's Life and Times, both volumes, but that's not going to happen. I, I think Equilibrium still did it better. Like, I, it despite just... taking the piss out of it, it did everything that this film did better. And that was it, a ludicrous film. But what, yeah, it, what it really it did been... better was made you feel that sense of, oh, God, this is what it, this is what a 1984 world would be like. Yeah. This is people lined up in rows in white clothes watching one screen, like the Apple ad future. It had the oppressive tones, it had the sameness, it had the order, it had the you must do this. It felt oppressive. You found the art, you found the puppy, you cared. You could feel this character getting emotion. You could feel him when he had to kill his mentor for having restricted things. And you could feel him trying to force that in to give people these emotions and feelings and then you got to see him shoot and stab people then. It, it was, was great. I think the thing that let that film down of course and we'll get back to this film in a sec was the shooting and the stabbing. <laughs> so why is Apple oppressive? Uh, only 984 was out. No that's when they had the weird lady in the throwing the sledgehammer through the oppressive computer. <laughs> now now they are the 1984 computer. Yeah. yeah it was but... an ad. Uh-huh. Um, but this look I think this film really did I don't normally watch these films, mainly because I write them in my head as they're going, and I'm usually right. <laughs> um, I think the like they, they did a decent job. It just really felt like the studio. You don't think they did a good job? Well, look, it was visually beautiful. It was really well shot. The I I like I liked the what uh, at least based on the bits and bobs I've seen of. Um, teen films or those aimed at young adults, it wasn't writing on the whole emotional drama and the hormone high as if though I need... What I mean is you have teenagers and you imagine that their hormones are all over the shop and so the characters in the films are teenagers with their hormones all over the shop and you can't really relate to it as an adult because you sit there looking at it going, you're just being irrational now. Whereas this seemed, I suppose, because everyone's injected to dull the feelings, you go, all the teenagers are actually acting on a pretty solid scale here. So if there are any outliers, well, it's because there's something happening to their emotional world. I think it could have done with being a longer film. Yeah. With mm. a bit, like the... With more exposition. Uh, with more exposition. It could have been an adult film, an actual, you know, non-teenage film. I like to see a dystopian film. <laughs> the receiver, I love you. Oh, that's the other thing. No, yeah. Why did it all feel so rapey? You know why it felt rapey? <laughs> because they were emotionally children. They had no understanding. And he's like, hey, I'm going to kiss you now. And so it was like, these are two teenagers. That's understandable. But one of them is feeling hormones, and one of them is emotionally that nine-year-old that he's dancing. With. My favourite line is, "Yeah, nothing will prepare you for what I'm about to do." To you. <laughs> okay, yeah. can I ask you in these dystopic things? Surely you can try and give a rough approximation of what's going. The Matrix said, "I can't explain to you. I must show you." You've got this one where it's like, "I can't explain to you. I must show you." Basically, go, "Hey, just a heads up. I'm about to tell you all the information. Give you." a Visual representation of mm. all the things going on. Also, we're going to bad. Yeah. After this, you know, I've had people explain... We can debrief. We yeah. can... I've had people explain taking uh, mushrooms for the first time 
as they do a quick briefing session beforehand. They do it. They make sure the person has a person near them that makes them safe. Like, you people doing illegal drugs take more care than this film. <laughs> it's a blue pill. If you were to replace the teenage actors with, I don't know, um, older Baldwin. actors. Alec Baldwin. Could, could you actually make this a is decent he's, film? No. Is he still kissing you, the teenage girl? Yes, he is. He <laughs> I don't think so. I think you need it to... to if you replace Sean... Uh, Jeff Bridges with Sean Connery, if you... Um... Current Sean Connery? No. No, like Sean and... Connery from ten years ago. No, because... Oh, got... still no. No, because you've got the films that deal with youth and the exuberance of youth and living in the moment um, with Logan's Run, which is about the yeah, fact that you get to 30 and you are released, much like in this film... And by release, we mean much like this film. You're sent off to greener pastures in the other land, in the other world. Um, so I think, and Logan's Run is, yeah, from a, from a CGI perspective, not fantastic in comparison to today's films. But the the topic's still there, so it's you can do it with adults, and it's being done with adults. Mm. We're just mining the. Youth market now. I, I, don't, I yeah. only said this once, but we watched this last time we did a podcast, but it had Sean Connery in it, and it was called Zardos. No, <laughs> no. I got a scale of <laughs> Zardos to Bronan. I would give this about a seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say book report. Nice attempt at yeah. any of the themes that you're trying to pin down. You are throwing darts at a zeppelin. Yeah, it does feel like someone's picked every tenth page. Read a book on every tenth page. And I feel like the author has read it. Yeah, no one. I can see the romantic interest being there because it's, it's yeah. about youthful Holman. I don't know why the third friend was there. He seemed like he should have been serving as a jealousy. I don't remember him. So no. remember but it's hard to have jealousy in a world that doesn't have jealousy. But I think the yeah. point the point could have been that these emotions run deeper than you can drug out of people. Mm. Yeah. That would have made sense. But they didn't. No. I just feel yeah. like that you're reading into it. I feel like the author has done a bad job. They've... I think the screenwriter did a bad job. Yeah. I no, think the, the author has done a bad job. They've hit enough of the points that you as the horror audience that hasn't seen the monster are filling in oh you know if they did this and th- there's this really interesting point that no, he was trying to make but it was yeah, just it's, yeah. the, it's a the book, the book, the book sort of ignore as far as I remember the book ignored any sort of romantic interest it was more focused on the giver's interaction with the receiver and that was well done seeing colour for the first time I mean, I how the emotions would come in and the pain of the first time the receiver takes it from the girl. Yeah. <laughs> understanding yeah. pain, understanding And how there was nothing before, and everything was perfect before, and now it's... <laughs> and now he can never see the world the same way. Yeah. <laughs> never, never see the world the same way. You're right, it's a very rapey film. <laughs> he wants his childhood back. Isn't that what he said? <laughs> yeah, he wants his well, Thank you for your childhood. <laughs> and and I, think, I think the difference between this film, I was watching it thinking... We're talking about 16, 17-year-olds. I did a quick look. In the book, it's 12-year-olds. So, Oh, Chris. So I think in order to allow for action to take place, yeah. they made the, the kids older. It would have been a, a very different film if you would have had 12-year-olds. You couldn't have marketed it to 12-year-olds as a film to watch. I also don't think you'd have the motivation in a 12... Like, I wouldn't believe a 12-year-old committing themselves to walk across 
the Alps to save a baby. I that can't... is the sort of dumb decision that a 12 year old would mm-hmm. make. Like, it seemed like a dumb decision for him. I was like, alright, so how are you going to get to the drone? Oh, are you just going to walk this? And again, yeah, there was no sense until the very end that this was actually taxing. And what was he going on about with the boundary of memory? It just seemed to make sense to him that he goes past that point and everything's okay. Yeah. What if he goes past that point and he drops dead because memory can't exist I, outside that? I must admit, or everyone's memory wipes. Uh, I must what if have... it's a, like a misspelling? It's the boundary of memories, and there's like rests beyond there. Or something. <laughs> yeah, so the, if... that's what the movie should cut. Yeah, yeah, the yeah he crosses there. the boundary, yeah. boobs everywhere. That's how the book ends. And I... Without the boobs. The, the same expression on his face as you find for Carnage. <laughs> I think. I think that's your teenage film. <laughs> this film actually made me want to find the book and read the book. Yeah. In all honesty, it was like, there are some really interesting concepts you raised. It's made me want to go back to the genres, the dystopic novel genre. So I, I want to reread Margaret Atwood's The Handmaiden's Tale, or The Handmaid's Tale. Um, I want to read um, Brave New World. Re- I, first time I read 1984 scared the crap out of me, and I reckon it would again, because that was about... 15 years ago and realising that we were heading down that path. That's the documentary, And yeah. now realising it is the path we're on and that it has become the manual for how we run society. So I think it it's it's a really good one for... And it's important that people think about these concepts. I'm sure the book delves into the ideas much better than what this did because the, the film seemed to be a bit shallow and scattershot mm. with what we need to care about. And I think books tend to have a better focus. They tend to go, what you need, what we're caring about in this society is this. It's sort of like if we read or if we watched um, the one about um, Charlton Heston, Soylent Green. Ah, uh, no. Yes, that yeah, one. That What's one. it called? The one. Uh, don't do that. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, the, that's that's one of those ones where the focus is on food production and. Keeping society alive. Keeping society alive. Wasn't there a train one about that? Yeah, the um, Snowpiercer. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they tend to to focus on a theme and carry that theme forward, or Animal Farm, um, about democracy and leadership and things like that. Interesting. Yeah, and then they ended up shooting each other. I saw that, but I heard, I heard a review about it's it. It's really, really interesting. It's fun, it's dumb. It's Captain America in it. You know how... Actually, yeah, that would be a good one for one of our future. Mm. They um, were colourblind. They about democracy. But they, <laughs> they knew the colour of each other's skin. And they knew that it was a bad thing when that kid died because they kept saying jaundice, jaundice, jaundice over and over again. Because <laughs> <laughs> they could all only say yellow because they were racist. <laughs> uh, I feel sorry for the one black lady... Yeah, that she mean, was the only. Yeah, black like the five woman. black people in their society, and they're like, we took away color, and it's like, you, mm, yeah, we took color away. I'm sorry, I'm colorblind, but your tone is a lot darker than everyone else's. Yeah, we tone shifted everyone. <laughs> How could you take away color and not like have them running into things all the time? I think it's it. It did make me think of Pleasantville, yeah. which honestly I think did a better job of this. You know, have you seen Pleasantville? Um, parts of it, I haven't seen. The, the concept of Pleasantville is people go into this mythical mm. black and white town, and as they discover passion, color comes back in the world. Mm. Yeah, 
actually it follows on from that they get their memories back because it's this perfect society quote unquote unless you're a woman does not end well for you it's the 1960s yeah. Yeah, it's still the 50s at the end regardless oh, yeah. of how yeah. colourful now it's the 60s it's still not great free love uh, so yeah. they get the colour back and then there's riots because there's passion there's violence and which is what I was thinking when the memories came back. Of, yeah. oh, this wouldn't be a case of people sitting there crying, going, oh, this is gorgeous. It would be people going, no, no, I'm now going on a murderous rampage yeah. or I'm committing suicide. I mean, one of the yeah. sinister I mean, chuckles from the father as he stabs <laughs> the other one. Is this Mario? He jumps on her head a few times. A lot says, of, I remember I'm Italian. A lot of these dystopic films suffer from the fact that we're in a dystopic future and none of us have tweaked out. Like, mm. they remade Robocop recently and one of the problems they had with it is the... Was it was awful. Is Robocop of the the original mm. was about Detroit during the um, point where there's, there was no work and all the factories had closed, massive unemployment and a militarised police force. You know the crime rate... What does that sound like? That sounds like Detroit. (laughs) It's Detroit. The crime rate in that, they say, you know, there's this many people, they don't get to these crimes, this many people are killed per day. Actually, better crime rates than current America. Yeah, exactly. It's a terrifying number. (laughs) And this is the problem with dystopic futures. They go, you're always being watched. Yes, I know. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, what's your point? No, no, there's cameras everywhere watching you. Yes, yeah, so I'm in Britain. There? And drones yeah, in the sky. And drones in the sky. There are drones in the sky. You'd love that, wouldn't you, if um, the, the hero in that film <laughs> found a way around it by just using WhatsApp and realising the government couldn't track what he said on that. <laughs> um, now, we're running long, and we don't want this podcast to go as long as the film, because these are meant to be the shorter podcasts. Uh-huh. Uh, any final passing words about this film? Um, look, it's made me want to read the book. I want to find out what was the important messages that the book was was giving. I think it's um, always good for kids to have these sorts of topics being dealt with. Yes, we've got the more high-level literature that deals with it. We don't need to scare the shit out of them. At this age, we can start slowly and then make them go to the harder stuff. Maybe. It may make children read, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it, I think it, it deals with some really interesting topics. If um, I know we don't get listened to by enough people, but um, I, Australian um, young adult author Victor Kelleher did oh. some great stuff as well with young adult fiction that was similar sort of uh, dystopic and utopian and time travel and things like that, and um, different different eras meeting and different moralities. Fucking creepy. And creepy at times as well, but I think these are these are really great. It's made me want to go see or read the book. The film was, I'd give it a 6 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. I don't regret seeing it. No. Yeah. I sat through it twice. I haven't been angered by it all the time. It's it's because you're a drug to take away your emotions. Well, this time I've had like a litre of beer, but that doesn't make any difference. <laughs> no, that makes you angrier. <laughs> that makes me angrier. Um, I always say this is much better than The Beastmaster. It's yeah. much better than Zardoz. And yeah, I, I didn't hate it. Teen philosophy written by a teen philosopher that infuriated me the entire way through. I feel And this. made me want to watch Pleasantville and Equilibrium. Yeah. So it... Has a purpose to you make should, you watch better films. You should go and get those two and do a, a DVD matchup. That'd be great. I feel it was Teen Philosophy written by committee. 
Oh my god, he's still living in Pleasantville. He makes every shot. He's like the basketball team. I want to watch Inception. Okay, so that's been optional side quest. I can't believe you haven't seen... I can't believe we watched an average film with <laughs> of an average length. Yeah. With average topics and average acting. It was... Average. It was I, average. I, I, can't can't this I can't believe how average this film was. <laughs> I can't believe we have thought about watching The Giver. <laughs> anyway, thanks guys. And things. Refreshing beer. That that what what what? No, no, you don't do it. You're not doing it right. If you could just put it near the microphone. It's good. Thank you. That's good. Okay. So well. So you've missed us. Uh, this is the. You seriously leaving that in? Yeah, I'm leaving all that shit in. Uh, <laughs>